to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious. Welcome to issue number nine of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I'm Justin. Well, the big news this week is we're going to be at C2E2. Me and Arnie. I don't know that that's the big news this week, but that is news this week. We are going up to C2E2 in Chicago the weekend of the 18th. There's going to be a lot of people there. Marjorie, being the good wife she is, actually offered to buy me lunch with Joe Caseda and Brian Michael Bendis. I did. I was going to buy that for you for Valentine's Day. That was crazy expensive. They're only selling like nine. I don't know that you could have gotten one. They did sell in a blank, but $500 a ticket. I'm pretty damn good at the refresh. You really are. I I believe Uh you could have, but $500 a ticket. Wow. Better be some good lunch. (laughs) No, I believe the lunch was crap. You're just paying to have lunch with Joe Caseda. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's great for somebody who's really hoping to make a contact and break into the biz. Or the creepy fanboy or yep. girl. Yep. As I don't fall into any of those categories, I, I passed. And we'll talk about what you got me for Valentine's Day a little later. Yes. And what you're going to get me. But we are going to C2E2 and we will be giving out a little Marvelicious collectible at the con. So if you find us around there, we'll be wearing either Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious t-shirts. And just stop by, tell us you listen to the show, and we will give you what we've got. Not all of them. Not everything we've got. Not anything we buy at the show. That's why we're really going, is we love Chicago cons because Wizard World is always great for shopping for bargains. And as hard as some of these Marvel Universe figures are to find right now, I'm kind of hoping that we will find some up at C2E2. Of course, I'll pay a premium, but... Well, they're almost a premium at retail anymore. I have to admit, I came really, really close to buying Vision and Red Warpath on eBay. I could have gotten both for 40 shipped. Yeah, it's not bad. I've I've thought about it too, but I think we're too early on in these revision cases shipping to start pushing the panic button just yet. Well, why don't we talk about that in our... The Spectacular Store Report. Well, yeah, I mean, speaking of all the MU variants that have been shipping out there... Seems like people are finding them almost at every retailer now. I've heard reports of Toys R Us and Walmart, but I've only seen them personally at Target. And the ones I found at Target have been the the Warpath, the Daredevil, and the Miss Marvel variant. Haven't seen hide nor hair of the Vision variant yet, but what about you? Have you seen those at... Target has been the main place. And in this revision case, I finally found the Archangel figure that I had never seen. I've always found the Death Mask variant, but never the really, really cool original with giant wings. I always wondered why Archangel just had these little tiny wings, but I guess that's just something with that Death Mask variant. And I found the new Daredevil in the dark red-brown outfit, and I found Bullseye, the lighter-colored Bullseye, and I'd never found a Bullseye since I've started collecting. He used to be everywhere, but not so much anymore. I was able to find those three at Target, and I hit a number of targets. The one I kept coming across was that Daredevil, although he did disappear pretty quickly. I also, when we were at Toys R Us in Times Square, saw the new Daredevil. So I know that that at least that Toys R Us was getting the variant cases. I've never found the Miss Marvel, thanks to Justin helping me out. I do have Miss Marvel now, and I've not seen Warpath or Clear Vision. Yeah, that clear vision. I've I've only heard few people finding them in one of the strange places. Well, I suppose it's not too strange because Disney now owns the Marvel license, but people are saying that they're finding them at the Disney stores, like the ones that you find in the mall, not the one at Disney. But So if you have a Disney store in your area, it might be worth checking them out there and seeing what they find or what they have on the pegs there. I know it's gotten me to the stores a lot because I know Toys R Us has got them. You told me Walmart's have – now, the primary Walmart I go to in my area – has stopped carrying Marvel Universe figures, period. There's no shelf space for them, nothing at all. I have a few Walmarts like around me that are like that too, where it's 
they're just gone. And I don't know if that means they're stopping with the line or if they're just once they run out and they don't get pot put in the computer for a reorder or what. Because one store by me, they did this before. They completely moved them out. They were gone. So I'm like, okay, don't look at that one anymore. Then I went back a couple months later and they had them again. So I don't know. They might have different planograms at different Walmarts of different sizes. And it's it's probably worth checking in every once in a while just to see if that store might might start carrying them again. Well, see, that's what happened with our Meyer stores. They had a good selection of Marvel figures for a long time. And then, like, one week, they all vanished. I don't know why someone bought all those Iron Man Marvel Universe figures, but they either shipped around or something. And now they've Big Lots. Trickled back in. Well, Big Lots doesn't have any. I go to Big Lots all the time because I work right next door to one in a very classy neighborhood. And they don't have them. All they've got is those little face-off Marvel toys. What face-off Marvel toys? Uh-oh. <laughs> they come in a tube. There's like, oh, no, they come in a tube, so they're not like action figures. No, oh, okay. they're not articulated. They're about two and a half inches tall. No, the reason I would get excited about face-off, because a while ago, Toy Biz had these two packs that were the face-off six-inch figures, and a lot of those are very desirable. So yeah. I was actually thinking about the Toy Biz three and three-quarter-inch figures that had that game, you know, with the ones with the peg hole in the back. Oh, yeah. But when when all of the Iron Men disappear all of a sudden, I'm thinking that they were shipped back and are heading to a closeout store near you. More likely than not. But yeah, and our other Walmarts, they still have some Marvel Universe figures. Nothing new, not even the World War Hulk wave, which is a staple at my Toys R Us. It just seems to be the same stuff I've seen since I started collecting way back in March. Yeah, I get I get the feeling that Walmarts... The ones that are still carrying Marvel Universe anyways are getting ready to just get bombarded with cases of them because, like you said, I, I go into the same Walmart every day on my way to work because it's just like Marjorie and in the nice neighborhood I work in. It's right across the street. But they've had the same three figures sitting there. You know, they've had a Wrecker and two different Iron Men since before Christmas. So I can't imagine that at some point we're just going to get deluged with a ton of Marvel Universe figures at these Walmarts. So it's worth checking in on them. I also did notice that Walmart has started to lower their price a little bit. They're back down under $8 now where they were at eight ninety seven for a while there. So that's that's somewhat of a good sign. I know that our Iron Man figures, which is all they have at Walmarts right now, are the Iron Man 2 figures. We're sitting at seven ninety seven. Yeah, they... You know, they they didn't move them out when they were five bucks for months and months. I don't know why they would decide, well, let's put them back up and see how well they sit. But what we have been finding at stores, specifically for me, Target and Toys R Us put out their Thor figures early. I found Ooh, yeah. them first at <laughs> Target, and there was this guy there who was stocking the shelves, and man, he was being cantankerous there was another collector there he was apparently a transformers collector who started going through the stuff on the cart and this guy like shook his old man stick get out of my cart you kids and started like looking at me all angry i wasn't with this transformers guy i wasn't near the transformers guy i was hanging out just sipping my coffee waiting for old man sam elliott to stock the stuff but i he then took his carton back and wouldn't stock anything anymore because <laughs> this Transformers guy. So I went back on my lunch, you know, thanks for making me spend another hour. Went back on lunch and they had put out a whole bunch of Thor stuff. Now there were the figures that we'd seen before, just the six figures that Marjorie had gotten early at our target. And then a bunch of galactic heroes and role play toys. I did not see any deluxe figures though. Oh, yeah, I've seen the deluxe figures coming out at a few targets. Actually, one target I was at, that's all they had out. They had all the peg space ready for everything to come out, and the only thing hanging there was the, the two deluxe figures. So I don't know, maybe their shipment wasn't completely in or what, but it was a kind of a strange sight seeing this huge section just completely blank <laughs> of anything but two figures sitting on the pegs. Yeah, I went in, even took, there were pegs for the deluxe figures, but no figures on them, and I even took the little barcode up to the scanner and it said there were none in back. So I guess our store just didn't get any yet. Hmm. One thing I have noticed is those figures, the deluxe figures are twelve ninety nine at Target, but the pegs I saw at Toys R Us say they're nine ninety nine. So 
Not sure mm. if one of them's wrong or or what, but it might be worth going to Toys R Us to to save a few bucks on those. Now, our Toys R Us also put out its Thor section right next to its Iron Man 2 section, and it had a lot more role-play stuff. It had the foam Thor hammer, which I was really tempted to get just to bash Marjorie around a little bit with a foam hammer, you know, take out some marital aggression. Oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and when we see Justin, we'll beat the crap out of him with our Thor stumpy hammer. <laughs> They're little stumpy hammers, though, so it's not like I'd be able to stay at much of a distance. And I, I, if we got really into it, more than likely, I'd end up just clopping you with my fist by accident a few times. But it looks kind of like, fun. Yeah, I, I saw that one too at Toys R Us. I feel like between between both Target and Toys R Us, I've seen most the initial merchandise that they're putting out for Thor, but I have yet to see the sword. Have you seen that sword anywhere yet? Yeah, Toys R Us. They had the sword out, and they also had the other hammer that shot the little discs. That thing is so weird. I don't understand why it needs an extra little play feature. You know, shooting discs out of the top of the hammer is just kind of Because kids like play features. That's what we have learned for all these years of covering Hasbro. (laughs) Don't you? You have children. Yeah, but I think if they want something to shoot, we're going to get them a Nerf gun rather than a a hammer that shoots stuff out. (laughs) It just, it seems there's a disconnect there between what the hammer should be and what it does. I think it's to stop children from throwing a plastic hammer at things. (laughs) Well, what fun is that? We would be terrible parents, just in case you were ever wondering. (laughs) I also came across um, at Toys R Us, the new six-inch Iron Man figures, and... um, not not all of them. I found the first wave, I guess is what they're calling them, which consists of Titanium Man and what'd you call him? Faux Hulkbuster Iron Man. <laughs> and then a repack of War Machine from the movie. And I discovered that I may end up having to buy this one, but I didn't want to. The Mark VI Iron Man, which looks slightly repainted from the one that was a Walmart exclusive just months ago. I found these and because... Having the Toys R Us exclusive Marvel Legends here at my desk made them my favorite toys of a long, long time with all their articulation and posability and paint jobs. I picked up all four of these figures, but I have not opened them yet because I'm not sure if I want them or not. <laughs> have you opened them? Did you pick any up? I did. I picked. I ended up picking up the Titanium Man and the Faux Hulkbuster. And Titanium Man is a 100% new sculpt. And, you know, I'll happily pay 14 15 bucks for that all day long. Um, Toys R Us is charging $17.99 for these things right now. And I, I hope that's kind of like just with their Star Wars vintage thing where they're at the higher price because they're the first ones to get them. But I'm thinking they're going to be cheaper when they start hitting Target and Walmart. But Titanium Man is, is well worth opening, I think. And the, the, the faux Hulkbuster, he's a repaint that they've used probably – four or five times on other big, beefy Iron Man figures. But I like that sculpt, so I opened him too. I really like these. I have never really paid attention to them before, the six-inch ones, but these are really cool. I picked them up. I think I'm definitely going to open and keep the War Machine and the Iron Man because I think they'd look really good with the Legends. Titanium Man, yeah, I don't know about that green. I kind of like it because I like bright green, though. I think he's pretty. Yeah, it's a, it's a funky green, but I dig it. And there's there's no rules in the in the Marvel world of what color green is right. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at my Hulks, and there's all across the rainbow of hues of different greens there. So I don't know that that would be a showstopper for me. I think Arnie doesn't like it because it's pearly green. I just I don't like it because it looks really obviously plastic. Whereas you know you look at War Machine and Iron Man, and it looks kind of more metally. This is just a really flat plasticky green it's like an easter egg green it's funky i'll give you that (laughs) and it's actually a different green than the uh three and three quarter inch figure and if you want to look in our galleries i have comparison pictures there of the two and i i I agree i think i like the green on the smaller one a little bit better that one comes off more metallic and a little more emerald greenish no lie i had nail polish in my hand that color green (laughs) yesterday (laughs) if you didn't get the war machine from walmart last year I would say open that one up. That's going to be one of your favorite figures. It's that's that's one of the best figures that Marvel Legends esque has ever done. It's fully articulated. It's got tons of little different options. You know, you got the hands, and you can slide his Gatling gun from side to side on the back. That's a great figure. As for the faux Hulkbuster Iron Man, I really wish they would have just gone all out and done Hulkbuster Iron Man. Even if they'd done that poor one where they just did the new head on Ironmonger like they did in the three and three quarter inch. Because, you know, they got the Ironmonger in the Iron Man series. 
Yeah. But here it's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it, it's beefed up, but it's not Hulkbuster. It's not right. It just looks like steroid Iron Man. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with the figure itself. It's the name. It's just it shouldn't have been a Hulkbuster Iron Man. Just give him some other wacky name, you know? They've got him deep diving. They've got him subterranean. You know, make him outer space Iron Man or something. I don't know. but Yeah, because I love from the comics the Hulkbuster armor. I love its dome. They made the three and three quarter inch figure. There have been some busts made of it. It's just really cool armor. And this isn't it. And now I'm afraid we won't get the really cool Hulkbuster armor because we got this. Yeah. I mean, that was the shot at it, I suppose. But they also need to keep them fitting in this, the packaging that they have. And if you look in our galleries, I did take a picture of this Hulkbuster up against the old Toy Biz Hulkbuster, which is actually Hulkbuster. And you'll see that they just don't compare. I mean, the Toy Biz one towers over this one. It's a much bigger figure. And... I mean, even if they were to re-come out with that one, I don't think it would have fit in this current packaging. So that's, like I said, that's my problem with it. They shouldn't have called it the Hulkbuster. But those are at Toys R Us at the moment, but they are not Toys R Us exclusives. So, yeah, you can wait and see if you can save a couple of bucks by getting them at Target or Walmart. I went ahead and bid on them because, honestly, the Marvel stuff is not shipping that much. No toys seem to be shipping. We also collect Star Wars, and it just seems like we are in a bad time. A lot of the stores are doing inventory right now, though. I happen to shop a lot, and that company, RGIS, you see them with their little yellow tags and the people with the nine keypads sitting there, just blah, 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 or ten keypads on their hips, counting stuff and a whole bunch of tags doing inventory. So it could very well be that until the inventory season is over, we're not going to see new stuff. Because keep in mind, though, Easter, big toy holiday. It's coming up. It's going to be hitting soon. So we go through this every year, Arnie. It's okay. Well, I grabbed them for the extra couple bucks because I guess, like Justin, I was feeling weak. And I have left a mint on card, receipt and bag. That way, if I change my mind, but you've talked me into at least the Iron Man and the War Machine and probably both, all four. <laughs> so that's what's in stores. But if you can't find these in stores, we'll tell you where to find them online in our... Sales to Astonish! Well, since there is really not a whole bunch of new shipping out to stores right now, Marvel Universe Wave 3 is currently up for pre-order if you go over to Big Bad Toy Store. That's the wave after this wave that we're waiting for currently with Apocalypse and, and uh, Cable with Baby Hope and all that. That's the wave that they previewed for you at Toy Fair with um, Scarlet Spider and Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom. Scar and Falcon. Those are up for pre-order and will probably start shipping April, June. But you can go over there and pre-order them now. And they also have, speaking of those six-inch Iron Man figures, they have the next wave of those up for pre-order as well. And those are going to be four newish figures. I believe they have the Mark V, which is a repaint into a black and gold type of armor. And that, and I don't know, that one I might have a skip on. And then um, oh, and the Crimson Dynamo. I don't know what the awesome stealth armor one is. God, I hope it's that blue armor. I love the blue armor with the red dot on the chest. Oh, yes. That's what they called it in the three and three quarter inch line. Yeah, still, that would make sense with everything else they've done that way. So I would like that. I would like that quite a bit. So, yeah, the figures at Big Bag Toy Store, you can get five for 50 bucks plus shipping. So it's a bit more than retail, but you're guaranteed to have them. They also, you can order by the case, which you can also get over at Entertainment Earth, which is an affiliate of ours. And we always appreciate it if you use the affiliate link on our homepage to Entertainment Earth. But with that case, you can get two of each of the figures in Wave 3, plus what are bound to be two of the harder-to-get figures from Wave 2, Apocalypse and Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Those guys would definitely be hard to find. I may just get the case, because then I'll get Apocalypse and Gladiator and then be able to split the rest of the case with somebody. Yeah. Somebody like named guy. Justin? Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not liking this. Actually, the cases are cheaper at Entertainment Earth, might I add. We can get... 12 figures at Entertainment Earth for $99.99. Nice. So, Justin, we down for that? Should I just add to cart? Yep. Done. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking for some of the other hard-to-find figures like Thanos or Ghost Rider or Constrictor, which I haven't seen around too much, Dark Hawkeye, Yellow Jacket with Ant-Man or Kitty Pride. 
All of them are at our sponsor, Backstage Toys, at BackstageToys.com. And remember, at Backstage Toys, all orders over $25 ship free within the U.S., thanks to Amazon.com Fulfillment. We appreciate their sponsorship of the show, and they do have some of these harder-to-find figures. I know our podcast enhancer, Barrett, has been hunting, hunting, hunting for a Thanos. Well, if you get Thanos and just one other thing that costs a penny, you will be able to get free shipping. They also have Mystique figure, which I picked up from them, and the no longer easy-to-find Toys R Us three-packs, like Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, or the very cool three-pack with the Yellow Daredevil, nice Stealth Armor Iron Man, and the Silver Surfer. Those are all over at BackstageToys.com. And Backstage Toys ran a contest with us, giving away a full set of Marvel Universe Wave 10 figures. We've been announcing that the past couple of shows, and to win, you had to sign up for our Sales to Astonish newsletter. And the winner of that wave of figures is CaesarFBL at Hotmail.com. Congratulations. So, Caesar, if you would send us an email with your shipping information from that email address... We'll pass it on to Backstage Toys and Jay over there, good guy, and he will get your figures out to you, and congratulations. So thanks again to Backstage Toys, and we will be back right after this message from our sister podcast, Now Playing. Is the man who works with you a real man, or is he an imposter? The life you live, is it real? Or a memory implanted by recall? Your dog, is it real? Or is it a replicant? Such are the questions asked in stories by classic sci-fi author Philip K. Dick. Dick's stories have been adopted into such hit films as Blade Runner, Minority Report, Total Recall, Screamers, and the upcoming Matt Damon starring The Adjustment Bureau. You can remember and relive these classic sci-fi films with the Now Playing Philip K. Dick Retrospective Series. Go to NowPlayingPodcast.com each Friday and join Stuart, Jacob, and Brock as they watch and review each of these films. From Blade Runner to Imposter, A Scanner Darkly to Next, we've watched them all in preparation for our review of The Adjustment Bureau, which will be posted the weekend of that film's release, March 4th, 2011. And check out our sister podcast, Books and Nachos, each week as Stuart reviews the original short stories and novels that inspired these films. A new book review will be posted every Friday at booksandnachos.com. So head to nowplayingpodcast.com. And find out if the life you're living is really your own. So we were at Toy Fair a couple weeks ago. We brought you our coverage from the Hasbro Day. But there was so much more at Toy Fair after that at the Javits Center, where the primary show is being held. And I have to say, it was an expensive, expensive Toy Fair for me. And it wasn't my fault. It was not your fault. It was not your person shoe love, nor your collectible love. No. It was just seeing all of the different high-end items that are out there, and not even some high-end items, just a whole bunch of stuff that is coming soon from all of these other retailers like Diamond, Comic Images, Funko, Kotobukiya, and so many more. Yeah, my wallet was hurting just looking at the images that you guys were sending me. I can't imagine having to be there in person looking at them. That might have been too much to handle. Now, Diamond, we know them, of course, from the Diamond Select stuff, but Diamond is primarily a distributor. They distribute comics to all of the different comic stores in your neighborhood. And so at their booth, we got to see a lot of different things from a lot of different makers. Got to see some Bowen statues, got to see some of the Marvel Select stuff that's going to be coming. Got to even see those little figures that spell out like Avengers and Marvel and all of that. Yeah, have we decided what those are? Are those bookends or paperweights? Yeah, I don't know what to call them because if we call them Marvel Universe, it's going to get confusing. But they're just these resin figures. Now, my problem with them is I see these all the time at Toys R Us, and they're all broke to pieces. Interesting. All in their package. Hmm. Seems like that might have been a 
maybe a problem with just your store. I've never seen them broken. I've seen them quite a few times. I wonder if maybe they dropped the box when they were putting them out or something. I don't know. I, I seeing these in person, I've seen them at Toys R Us. It's an easy pass for me because they just don't have the detail and being resin, there's no articulation. And I didn't see any coming out that we hadn't seen before, but it was interesting to see them in person out of the box. They also had those little figurines that come with the magazines. I don't know exactly what their name is either. I think it's just called the Marvel Figurine Collection. Your comic book store usually carries them, and they come in the little blister pack with the nice little book with them. Then the Marvel come with a really cool binder to put them in, the little books. Yeah, they had those on display at the Diamond booth. I think it's very nice that they have these binders that you can put the little magazines in. And they've got a, just a ton of figures, if you like, to get into some of the more depth of figures. You've got your Ghost Rider, Banshee, Quicksilver, the Leader, Absorbing Man, just so many different ones there. And they're all pretty good quality, and they do have those at your comic book store. They range anywhere from 10 to $20, depending on the store and the figure. But the quality, not so great. It depends on the figure. Like, their Ghost Rider is pretty terrible. It's a bad representation of fire. Ghost Rider, how about the Human Torch? He looked like he had maggots. <laughs> All right, yeah, he did look like he was being covered in earthworms. It, it's a pretty bad Human Torch. Now, how tall are these things? About two inches. So it's just another entry into that two-inch scale of figure again with the Marvel line of figures. Remember we talked about that before? There's just so many different ways to get smaller figures in this mm -hmm. line. But like you said, there's a ton of them here. Like if you're into some of the more obscure characters, you're pretty likely to find them here. I, I love the fact that they made Mantha and Puck. Cloak <laughs> and Dagger. I mean, just so many. Morbius. There are just so many. I enjoyed taking photos of them. I don't see myself really going for this collection, but I will say at their booth on display, having all of the Savage Land people out and everything, it's a pretty cool display. From Bowen, they had what ended up being my Valentine's Day gift from Marjorie. We talked about it on our very first issue of Marvelicious when we were doing our first sales to Astonish, that Bowen was putting out a MODOK and it was limited to 500 pieces. I saw this thing in person, and it was like pet adoption day. I just had to take it home. Oh, my God. I love Modoc. He is so cute, and I love his little impotent little anger, and it's so adorable. I just want to stroke his big giant noggin and say, it's okay, little Modoc. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a, that's a cool statue. I, I couldn't believe in person just how well it played. It's hysterical, but yet the base with it being the little blast chair and everything, it just really works as a display piece. And I saw him in person and I'm like, all right, with the bull haircut and everything, uh, Modoc is the first Bowen statue to make it into my collection. He's on pre-order and hopefully will be here next month. There were a number of other Bowen statues there. We had Thanos... Several others. Then we also got to look at some upcoming Marvel selects. Now, they are re-releasing some of their old ones, but we got to see Thor and Loki from the new movie. Yeah, they look pretty accurate from what I can tell. And Loki looks good in the hat. They really styled it well with the bronze where it comes off like some really good ram's horns. Now, Diamond also had some of the Kodo stuff at their booth, specifically the Bishoujo statues. And we went over and talked to Shingo at Kotobukiya about both their fine art statues, their Bishoujo statues, and more. So here is that interview. And we are here at the Kotobukiya booth at Toy Fair with Shingo, a good friend of ours from Star Wars Action News, now joining us here on Marvelicious Toys. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We have here our Kotobukiya fine art statue series from our... Um, X-Men series, of course. Now, for the listeners who know you from your art effects stuff, how do, tell them what the fine art statues are. Yes, fine art uh, is not PVC. It's cold cast. And it's, it's more refined. We get more details in the cold cast. So, yeah, that's the major difference between the two. Yeah, because when I got the hoax, I was just surprised at how heavy they were. Yes, yes. I wasn't expecting that. You definitely get the really heavy, you know, feeling, you know, feels more expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So Thor's going to be the big movie of the summer, and you've got Thor on display here. Yep, we got Thor coming, the classic Thor from the comic classic Thor. And, um, you know, it's just a huge piece in one of his, you know, like, pose that everyone recognizes him as. And, um, yeah, it's sculpted by Eric. 
and it's almost as big as Colossus, maybe even larger in some sense. But his his definitely like like his gimmick is just huge, you know. And if you look closely um, on his uh, hammer, you have like writings on him, as you will see. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then our new piece on the second floor is Gambit, which is hasn't been introduced yet in color. And that's continuing your Danger Room session series. Yes, yes. our Danger Room series usually has a uh, light up base, and um, you know if you've seen, if you read the comics, you know what it is. You have you you know the the X Men train themselves in the holographic environment, and that's what we're trying to aim for. We have sent like broken pieces of Sentinel. Um, Psylocke has a broken hand. Um, Gambit, actually the Gambit base. This is just for display. It's not the final product. So it's um, we'll see what the actual base will look like. And Colossus, of course, I can't even tell what it is. It's, <laughs> it's destroyed it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossus comes with a bonus head. You can change. You can change his head for different feature. Is that magnetic like the Red Hulk? Yes, yes. It has magnet inside the head, so you can you know easily take it on and off. And we also have X-23, which also has a bonus head. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now, we know that you've done some regular artifacts in the past, as well as the minibus. Are any of those continuing in the Marvel line? Um, right now, we're focusing on our larger like stand-up scale. Um, we're not putting... This year, I don't think we'll be releasing much um, bus. <laughs> Mainly our fine art statue is this year's um, push. Great. And then you've also got some smaller scale statues over here. And one of the we, conversations we've had is, how do you pronounce that name? Uh, Bishojo. Bishojo. Now we know. Thank you. That has been one of the questions we've been trying to have because we've talked about these a lot very different like many different ways but bishoujo not bishoujo or (laughs) bushoujo bishoujo okay so um from the top we have miss marble she has her plasm electroplasm effect parts and her base of course um what's cool about this line is recently we've been trying to put a lot of clear material inside just to you know it just looks better you know and it gives it more of an airy flow, especially in their hair. So, And this one's actually a little bit larger scale than before. Yeah, I noticed that. That was one of the things that when I saw the Emma Frost actually in one of our local comic stores, I was surprised at just how small it was. And now I'm looking at Ms. Marvel. She's definitely yeah, larger. Yeah. Um, we, they, we've been getting a lot of requests to make them a little bit larger. So, you know, we actually listen to our fans' voices. And, you know, I, it does look... A lot better and larger scale, but and you kept it at the same price point. It's yes. a tremendous price point for this type of collectible, sixty dollars. Yes. yes, yes, and we kept the price point. We, we do it for the fans, you know. So, okay, so we have um, next. We have on the right is Black Cat. She's you know like has her heart diamond in her hand. She's stealing the diamond. Oh yeah, I never even noticed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a maquette base, so you get, you get the 3D effect, kind of. And then she comes with, like, a base, Spider-Man base. Very cool. And then, now, is the Invisible Woman a new one? Yes, Invisible Woman is a new one. And, um, you know, Fantastic Four. Uh, the base is the hand of Moments Monster from the very first issue of Fantastic Four. And she has, you know, her electro barrier around her. And... Different parts of her body has uh, see-through um, PVC or clear plastic because that's her, you know, um, power to become invisible. So, And her hair, hand, feet, they all, you know, have some clear parts to them. What I really like about her is the kind of metallic sheen her outfit has. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, it looks so much better in person, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. The photos, you know... They can kind of show you, but um, yeah, in person you can really feel that metal um, effect. A really nice piece. Thank you. Okay, moving on, we have Jean Grey. Um, shooting out from the clouds is uh, X Jet with some missiles shooting out. It's not blowing up, it's shooting out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can see kind of why it looks like it may have crashed from behind. <laughs> no, 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 it's flying, you know. It's like, <laughs> 
um, you know, also comes with her electro, uh, her effect parts, which you can take on and off, and her hair is semi-translucent, and you know, that's kind of our concept right now. We've been trying to get the effect or the power, the mutant power, along with the base part, which kind of represents some of the character's fe- fe- um, character's image. And then you've got Emma Frost down here. Is is did she come out smaller before? Or am I thinking of a different statue that was smaller that was in white? Frost was probably like our last one in this scale. Okay. And but we're also doing a diamond exclusive, which is the translucent version of Emma Frost. Very cool. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the style of right. the uh, Bishoujo? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishoujo. Bishoujo. Oh, yes. Bishoujo statue. Our Marble Bishoujo line is uh, basically a collaboration between animation type or uh, um, uh, anime type characters with marble. And for to the illustration is based off of Shunya Yamashita, who's a renowned illustrator. He's done um, works for Final Fantasy and many of our previous uh, Shunya Yamashita line uh, statues mm-hmm. and art book as well. So for the people who also like DC as well as Marvel, are the new larger scale Marvel ones in scale with the DC ones? Yes, the Marvel... Bishoujo and DC Bishoujo have the the newer ones have, both have the same scale. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Shingo, thank you very much for your time. Great looking product. Happy to see you again. Happy to see you and thanks for coming by. See you next year. <laughs> I'll see you in San Diego. See you in San Diego. Thank you, Shingo. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope that they make some of their Star Wars stuff that they've been making for Marvel, like those cool ice cube trays that they're making for Star Wars with R2-D2 and Han and Carbonite. It'd be really cool to have some Iron Man ice cubes. Oh, yeah, a Hall of Armor. Oh, my God, yes. That would be awesome. So we finally have official word on how to say it, don't we? That's yeah. the first thing we asked him. <laughs> I had to ask. I couldn't help it. It was like, we've been talking about it on the show for so long. But, man, I told you it was an expensive toy fair. I, I told you I'd seen the Bishoujo at a comic store in St. Louis before, and I passed. But now they have increased the scale. So they are the same scale as their DC ones. And they're at this new larger scale. These statues really play, and that they kept them at the same price, they're looking good. And I'll tell you, you know, in case somebody thinks, oh, Marjorie isn't good enough to Arnie, and Arnie just wants some TNA statues. Oh, I really don't care. No, it's... They're good statues. The number one one that I am pre-ordering is the one with the least TNA, and that's the Invisible Girl. Because she's invisible? (laughs) I just love the metallic paint on her. I know it can't really come through in the photos, Justin, but she's also translucent. I know. It's calling my name. <laughs> the one that actually I think is really cool is the Miss Marvel one. I know it might be the most A of all of them. But <laughs> there is a thong there. I had to look to find out if there was. <laughs> it's just, I mean, she's in such a dynamic pose. I mean, she's she's in mid-stride and her hair's flowing behind her. And it's just, that's a cool piece. And it's bootylicious. Yeah, it is bootylicious. Quite bootylicious. It is. Of course, the one with the most T is DC's Catwoman, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that is what's cool about Kodo. I mean, they truly are a company dedicated to collectors. Like you said, that they've listened to the their fans, and the fans wanted them in the same scale. So what do they do? They make them in the same scale and keep the price the same. So that's a good company in my book. The thing I love about Kodo is there's so much cultural influence from Japan in their products. And the Bishoujo are something that is influenced by Japanese culture. And if you talk to Shingo, if you see him like at Comic-Con or something, he'll gladly tell you the cool story. And I love that kind of stuff because then you get something personal. It's more than just a collectible on your shelf. And it's like we said before on the show when it comes to the Bishoujo is that, you know, it's titillating. It's also that anime Japanese art style, which just is their style. And I'm really coming around on these, especially at their price point that I, yeah, Miss Marvel and 
Jean Grey. I just I thought Jean Grey with the with the colors on her, the yellow, and with the X Jet coming out of the base and things, just really really sharp pieces. That when I saw him in person, it it brought me over to the dark side. It's like I I am going to be getting some of these too. But that Invisible Woman, don't pass her up. She, I think she'll go for far more on the secondary market when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Then they had their fine art statues there. Now we've reviewed the Hulk fine art statues before. They had several coming up. The Colossus is just massive. X twenty three. If you're a fan of that character has some really cool claws and two different heads. Psylocke with a sentinel base as part of their danger room sessions. And then they had showing one that I just, I'm going to have to get. It's the classic Thor. He was unpainted at their booth, but man, just huge and classical. This is the Thor I want. I don't need every pose. I don't need every outfit. I always want to go for the most iconic. And this, assuming that when I see it painted at Comic-Con, it looks as cool as I'm expecting. This Thor is going to be up there with my two Hulks. No, that it doesn't get much more classic than that pose for Thor, though, does it? Yeah, I mean, he's got Molinar up there, and the cape is flowing. And flowing capes, they can go good or they can go bad. <laughs> but Kodo's slogan is craftsmanship, and the sculpt on this... I haven't been so enamored with an unpainted prop since I saw FX Collectibles' Darth Vader Macquarie helmet. I mean, just the detail on this Thor in the sculpt is just astounding, and the face is just so well done. And I can't even imagine how good it's going to be when it's all painted. But if I'm going to get a Thor statue, I think I'd rather have a comic book Thor than a Chris Helmsworth Thor. You know? That would be kind of weird. And... Because this was an expensive toy fair, we went to a bunch of stores up there. I ended up coming home and immediately ordering the Danger Room Sessions Wolverine, which we will be reviewing on an upcoming show. Dang, that did sound expensive. Yeah, because their comic book stores are much better than ours. And we'll and talk about them a little later in the show. Yeah, there's quite a few buying frenzies that happened after we got back. <laughs> The one thing that didn't strike me from Kodo was the repainted gray Deadpool. I I didn't like it in red. I'm not liking him in gray and black. I'm just not feeling that Deadpool. As much as it pains me to agree with you, I have to. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Deadpool guy, and it feels like a repaint, and it's not that great of a pose, to be honest with you. I mean, he's getting ready to hop up onto a ledge there, but... I don't know. I'm just, like you said, I'm not feeling it either, especially at that price. Yeah, it's that one's the only one out of the whole case that just left me a little cold. The Colossus, man, again, in person, astounding. He's not one I'm ordering today at 250 bucks, but if you love Colossus, pick this up. It is going to be the best representation I think we'll ever see, and the metallic paint on him, just great. All right, but on the cheaper side of things, we also headed over to Funko. Now, Funko is the maker of a number of novelties. They make a lot of bobbleheads. They have a new style they're coming out with this year called the Pop Vinyl Bobbleheads. And there's a lot of Marvel in that line. They've also got the Pop Flushies in the Marvel, too. And what makes them kind of unique is they've got kind of weird, oblong, square, rounded corner heads. But they've got these big, black, like, anime eyes. And they're really cool. Captain America, freaking adorable with his giant head and little body. And I like Hulk with his crazy hair. And the Thor is absolutely positively adorable, too, with his crazy mullet and little black eyes. They are cute. I just wish they weren't bobbly heads, you know? I don't like bobbleheads either. I'm so glad that you're falling down on this side because I can't stand bobbleheads. I think they're creepy. And it was very nerve-wracking for me to go into the Funko booth. And I hate this every year. And I hate it at Comic-Con because I don't like seeing all those wobbly heads. <laughs> See, it's not the wobbliness that bothers me. It's just it feels like saying bobblehead gives them an excuse for being of cheaper material. You know, you got a spring inside of these two-piece injected molded plastic parts, and it just it feels more breakable. But these pop vinyl, they actually look like they're good solid pieces, you know. But you know, it's going to be a hollow head with a spring in it. It is. You can tell from the neck post. But what I do like about them is. They're, if you don't touch them, they're not going to bobble. And the pop ones seem to have more sturdy bodies. Now, all of their other bobbleheads, and they do make a number of other bobbleheads that we've seen all the time, and those continue to be made. They're not limited. They all come on this little base because they're not going to stand on their own, right? They, they have to have a weighted base to handle the head. The pop 
final ones come with no base. You just stand the body out there, and they're kind of action figure in that way. Yeah, and it's it's a lot closer to the underground vinyl you know world than than the Mighty Mugs ever got. So I think these will probably be a big hit once they start coming out. I'm telling you, vinyl is, I think, our new collection for Marvel, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, too. But between the Mighty Mugs, the Pops, and a few other things, it, it's really working. They're also doing some movie-accurate-ish pop Thor and Loki. Yeah, they put us in this weird position where we have to make a distinction between a more realistic-looking bobblehead and a, <laughs> and a, and a not-realistic-looking bobblehead because they're all just deformed-looking figures anyway. But The Loki looks like he's right out of a Dilbert cartoon because he has no mouth. <laughs> but I think these are supposed to be stylized. Yeah, they are. And I think that they work. I like this pop style. I think it's very cute. I, I love Hulk's little confused, furrowed brow. Hulk is always confused. They also had a number of other bobbleheads coming out, just the more regular style. There were some that weren't pop that don't have bases. Some of the new ones, they have like a squatting, grunting Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and a number of Iron Men. You can have your whole hall of armor that bobbles. And even the monitor-topping bobbleheads, a bunch of stuff from Funko coming out. My personal opinion is this is a real easy line to pick and choose on. You know, get what you like, skip what you don't. Exactly. I can see myself picking up a few of the pop ones, you know. I definitely see myself getting the pop ones. They're also doing some movie bobbleheads in the more regular style with the bases, like they're doing the Chris Helmsworth Thor and the Destroyer. Mm, easy pass. Mm-hmm. But Marjorie, it looks like they have a uh, a Wolverine, a Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Yeah, but it's still bobbly. <laughs> is that Hugh Jackman Wolverine or is that uh, just uh, he's in his wife beater Wolverine? It's so hard to tell. Yeah. I like his wife beater. <laughs> and continuing the cute plushies over at Comic Images, who you may not know by name, but you've seen their stuff at Toys R Us, the little plushy stuffed animals you see there. They also have them at Backstage Toys. They're making all kinds of different things. They have backpack buddies, and you can get a Spider-Man backpack if you want Spider-Man to be dangling off your back. And really, who doesn't? Yeah, more importantly, they've got a line that they first started with Star Wars for Celebration 5 this last summer called Scruffies. And what makes them unique is they're soft, and they don't have any removable parts like, I guess, kids could eat or dogs. And they've got a Marvel line coming out with Wolverine, Thor... Cap, Hulk, and Spidey. I love these. I love my Star Wars ones. I'm totally getting these. I've got a problem with plushes anyway. So, Arnie, have to buy them at Comic-Con because I'm sure they'll be there. They will be. These are actually smaller than the ones that you may be more well, familiar with. Thinner. Too. Yeah, they're thinner and a little shorter. And they're just so soft and fuzzy and cute. But they're usually a really good price point of around 7 or $8 a piece. I think the ones that I did by the Star Wars set, I got what, 5 or 6 for $35. Yeah. Five for 35 Yeah, you can usually buy them individually for a more expensive price, but the whole set. They also showed some new of the more, like, super large head, super deformed ones, including a silver surfer I hadn't seen before that was kind of cool with a surfboard. Ah, those things still creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the Hulk. <laughs> he doesn't. Hulk. He looks kind of like Hangover Hulk. <laughs> He's just really angry. He looks like a ghoulie coming out of the toilet with his arms up and his stumpy little body. <laughs> nice reference. Loving it. <laughs> but that was about it. You know, it seemed like there wasn't as much mass media presence of toys at Toy Fair this year. It seemed to be far more by my stuffed bear and my hobby horse than licensed product. But it was cool to see these things from these companies that we've seen time and again. I gotta say, Kodo is getting my prize as best Marvel licensee for display, though. They didn't have the largest number of items, but every single item they had was expertly crafted. And the, I mean, there were unlimited funds. I'd have all of them except for possibly the Deadpool. <laughs> Yeah, I can see a lot of my money going to Kotobukiya this year, both in Marvel and Star Wars. They're they're just knocking it out of the park on all fronts right now. Yeah, if you're familiar with the Star Wars line, the new scale of the Bishojo is similar to their Art FX Plus 
scale, but now the Bishojo also come with a base, whereas the Artifacts Plus, no base. But as we mentioned, we did go shopping a number of high-end comic book stores while we were in New York. We went to Forbidden Planet, which is actually UK-based, but they have a New York store. We went to Midtown Comics. And we went to Jim Hanley's Universe. And I gotta say, right now, I owe an apology to Sideshow Collectibles. Because we were talking about their legendary scale busts. And I was going, ah, those necklines, they don't work for me. At Jim Hanley, in their window, they had a whole set of legendary scale busts. They look so much better in person than the official product photography. Interesting. They're usually pretty darn good with their photography. It's just, I think when you look at a photo of it, my eye is drawn more to where things aren't rather than where things are. But when you see the busts in person... The detail on them is just so eye-catching. And when you're looking at it from the front, which is primarily where you're going to put it, I wouldn't necessarily say these are candidates for the rotating base. But if you have it with the front facing you, you're seeing where the stuff is and not where it isn't. It's when you start looking at it from angles and things that the fact that it's a swooshing neckline is far worse. And they haven't done anything weird with this line like they did with the Star Wars one where they have like the Obi-Wan who's missing half his torso and looks cut in half. Here they all end right about the clavicle. Hmm. That makes sense too. You know, I mean, a photograph, it's hard to always capture proper scale. And if, it, if this is a life-size thing... Well, no, they're, they're about half life-size. About half life-size. Yeah, one half scale. But just like when you're face-to-face with a person, you're looking them in the eye. And that's where your your eye is going to be drawn on these pieces, too. So, you know, like you said, you're going to start pulling out all the little detail in the sculpt and stuff rather than looking at what's not there. So, great. There's another, there's another line that I have to consider now. <laughs> Justin, when you hit Comic-Con this year, you'll see them in person. I think, though... They just looked really good. And at the, again, the price point, if there's a character you like, it's I, I owe them an apology because I kind of wrote him off when we did a review from online photos. And seeing him in person, just I was very taken. And the other thing that I saw in person that was just amazing, and if I hadn't been in New York and had to bring it home, it might have come with me, was a sideshow comic hat. They had the Silver Surfer one. Oh, that I showed you that one in the Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. They had a Sabretooth premium format and then a Silver Surfer comic hat. These things are huge. And for the price, if you're a huge Silver Surfer fan and you want something to dominate your collection, this Silver Surfer comic hat is the item. It's $335. They still have the exclusive version available at Sideshow Collectibles in stock, ready to ship now. He comes with a print with Galactus. This thing is giant. And seeing it in person, I mean, the specs, it is two feet tall and two feet deep because of that surfboard. Just amazing piece. They had that at Midtown Comics, and it just, like, it felt like it owned the room. It did. It was very awesome. Hmm. Are you watching Money Fly out of your wallet? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm counting the debt go up. <laughs> you know what? You and Arnie need like a little debt clock that we can put online. And every time you buy something, it just cycles through that every month. The interest is added onto it from the credit card. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see myself getting in trouble. I also got to see some hot toys in person. I got to see the Whiplash. It is just phenomenal. I got to see the Black Widow, and it affirmed my decision to skip her. It, there's just nothing exciting about it. And finally, Marjorie started a new collection at Forbidden Planet. I did, but I've been kind of playing with it for a little bit. I've been kind of looking at them and kind of liking them, but these Marvel Bears that came out like four to five years ago... All of a sudden, I'm infatuated with them, and I have to have them because they're Marvel characters as little bears, and they're so cute. Little Carnage, which is the one we bought. Well, Carnage and Spider-Man. Carnage looks like Tony the Tiger. He's so cute. <laughs> it, it caused me to do some research on these, and it turns out the company that made them is no longer in business. But I was mentioning earlier how we have this vinyl. We have a whole section of our Marvel collection, a, a border around the top that was devoted to Mighty Mugs, and they stopped making the mugs, and so we don't have enough. Now the bears are going up there with them. It's going to be our vinyl wall, I guess. Yeah, it's a problem. But see, my problems are cheap. Not entirely. Some of these are pretty hard to find. The Galactus was the bear of the bunch to get. I know, but I got it because I have to have all things Galactus. Are you just going to let that pun go? Yeah, I am. 
<laughs> so we did go and pick those up. My only problem is there was a Series 2 that was teased before they went out of business that had a whole bunch of really cool bears in it. They were going to do The Thing, Magneto, Silver Surfer, Daredevil, Deadpool, The Deadpool Rock, Nick Fury, Ghost Rider, Human Torch. So now I, ha- I feel like I have to buy some spare bears and get some custom stuff. Spare bears. <laughs> so are these all just like basically the same base bear with different adornments on them to make the different characters? Or how does this It's primarily this like a Mighty Mug. It's going to be the same sculpt on every bear. And what makes it different is the paint job. Okay. And they're bears! <laughs> but the company that did them gave them such attitude. Oh, okay. I saw Marjorie when you posted the uh, Colossus one that you just took a quick picture of. See, see, I think that like the blank mugs, getting some of these spares and giving them a base coat and giving them to a professional artist, some of these, I, I could probably do without the blade. Uh, he didn't look so good. But that Iron Man one, I got to have that Iron Man one. And they never made it. Thing kind of looks like Fozzie Bear. Yeah, he kind of does. But they're cute. They are cute. I did end up mixing and matching on eBay, on Amazon, and a couple of e-tailers. And so we do have a full set of Series 1 bears, all of 12 original bears coming to us in the mail. So we will be able to review those on a future show. So we just wanted to share some in-person impressions. And if you're in Manhattan, well, we envy you. Yeah, but you want to check out Nerd Yorkology, which is a great website dedicated to all things nerdy in New York City. And that's where we found some of these. We also found them from a listener, IQ, who we have met and talked to on Twitter and Facebook. But definitely check it out. There's some neat things to do in New York. There's some neat things to see and neat places to shop that you probably can't find at your place. So before we go, two quick hits. First, Marjorie, you and I have been addicted to YouTube this morning. And again, I'm an old man. I don't get addicted to YouTube. If it's on the YouTube, I don't want to see it. I actually do hate YouTube, mainly because I hate that it gives people this outlet to be important and sing songs and make stupid mashup videos because I'm over mashup videos. I really am. They can stop anytime. I don't care in how many seconds you did the Star Wars movie and with toilet paper rolls. I really don't care. My thing is, even though we've made some YouTube videos, I, I almost feel forced to make YouTube videos because there's so many people there. But yeah, anytime I see somebody post a link to YouTube, I immediately shut it off. I think I can count on one hand the number of YouTube videos I liked, and I think they're all by Red Letter Media, and they're reviewing the Star Wars films. But I saw a link this morning, and again, because of my newfound love for MODOK, I couldn't help but click on it. And Marjorie and I spent all morning watching MODOK on these different videos. If you haven't checked out Marvel's official YouTube channel, you are missing out. And Marvel has, I I applaud whoever is doing this. You are the coolest licensee in the world to parody yourself as much as you do. I mean, it is the Marvel What The series of videos, and they kind of took the robot chicken concept of taking all these Marvel Legends figures and making funny videos with them, but they're just so in-jokey that, honestly, as far as Marvel stuff goes, it beats robot chicken hands down. I mean, how dare you, sir, bring out a Nick Fury figure, put David Hasselhoff's face on it, and then have him eating a hamburger. <laughs> Falling down on the floor like the infamous video. Your Marvel has the balls to acknowledge they made the Nick Fury film with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> what really got me, they posted a link because last weekend was Oscar weekend. They had a four-year consideration where Deadpool and Modoc were making videos trying to steal the Oscars, like instead of 127 hours, it was 127 seconds. So instead of true grit, it was legitimate moxie. And <laughs> then the winner of the award was Howard the Duck 2. <laughs> you just got to check it out. I, I love them. They are just so funny because I, I, I just can't believe they're official. And yeah, just go check them out. Yeah, I can see myself wasting an entire work week hanging out on those videos this week. Yeah, good luck. You're going to be addicted. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like Twisted Toy Fear Theater to the 10th power. And now that there is no Twisted Toy Fear Theater, it's it's my favorite outlet for action figure humor. And it's it's actually intelligent. There's like a parody of Apple's 1984 commercial with Modoc and Thor. It's got to be seen to be believed. Head over there. Check it out. We'll have a link from our homepage to Marvel's channel. There's a lot in there. Yeah, you're also going to get your official trailers for X-Men and you're going to get... They have the Marvel Watcher just kind of updating you on things, what's going on in the universe. But check out the what does, because, wow, just I can't believe a company takes themselves so not seriously. It's great. And the other quick hit was, you know, as one might expect, being fairly heavy into Marvel mythology from all of these toys and statues and video games and now YouTube videos. We just want your recommendations on what you think we should read. I've been kind of going back, reading some of the old Stan Lee X-Men issues. Marjorie's loaded up her computer with my X-Men DVD, legally digital comics, and taking on the Claremont issues. Justin, I know you've expressed some interest in Thor and Cap. Yeah, and I've been going through, my son has quite a collection of Deadpool comics, and I've been going back and reading some of his older ones from the 90s that he bought at a sale a few years ago. So I'm loving those. It's fun to see where Deadpool started and where he is today. But, you know, there's a lot of comics out there, and we just want your recommendations on what we should read to kind of get up to speed on some of these other characters. I personally would like to know MODOK's greatest hits. Where can I go to see some MODOK? I know he was in The Fall of the Hulks. I read that. But give me some MODOK tips or any recommendations you have for comics. Just come to the forums and let us know. We'll have a link to that forum poll on our homepage, too. So, Justin Marjorie, thank you for joining me this week. Thank you for letting me. Yeah, thank you for letting me, and thank you for letting her thank you. <laughs> well, Aww. thank you for thanking We're me for thanking love. her. <laughs> uh, it's a thankless job. And we will be back on our next episode. Even though we still only come out twice a month, we're going to have a bonus episode because Marjorie and I and Stuart from Now Playing were in New York and decided to turn off the dark a little bit. Oh, boy, did we ever. And so we're going to be back, actually, in a bonus issue in just a little over a week to bring you that. Talk to you then. listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Two and a half inches tall, however much that is. That's seven inches. Uh, that is not seven inches. <laughs> <laughs> but they. I really like these. I have never really paid attention to them before, the six-inch ones, because if I look at something, that means Arnie is probably going to end up buying it. I can't draw his attention to something. It's like being, you know, having a little kid and being in a room with like a whole bunch of candy. You can't really say anything about it or look at it or acknowledge it. <laughs> 
Scar and Falcon. I almost called yeah. him Falcor from He Man. Falcor. <laughs> I may just get the case because then I'll get Apocalypse and Gladiator and then be able to split the rest of the case with somebody. Yeah. Somebody like named guy. Justin? Yeah. See, <laughs> I'm not liking this. Perhaps Justin's wife and I might need to get in together on some shoes and purses or something. I'm not How liking this. How do you split this. a case of shoes? You get the left one, she gets the right one? Well, no. We just use it as an excuse. Ah. Kind of like we do. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps I'll have to introduce awesome. her into the world of Christopher Laboutin's shoes. Mm. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Those sound expensive. <laughs> and we're back! Oh. Man in the box, get back in that box. See, and mocked, we're back! You mocked Jimmy Fallon, but you like him. <laughs> and he just did the Ben Affleck one. So. Yes, he did. <laughs> Before on the show, when it comes to the Bishojo is that, you know, it's titillating, but it's also a big <laughs> Could part... Could you not find another word? <laughs> it's acillating. <laughs> this Thor is going to be up there with my two hulks. Like my two dads, my two hulks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all have all kinds of wacky situations and <laughs> mean judge. <laughs> whole show predicated on not knowing that DNA tests could <laughs> could clear that right up, but whatever. Yeah. You know. Any excuse for Paul Reiser is okay by me, I guess. Oh, I can't stand Paul Reiser. <laughs> he's mad about you, Marjorie. Uh, no, he's not. He knows what I said about him. Horrible puns. <laughs> <laughs>